G'day punters, welcome to The Deep Dive. Pete Anthonis alongside Shane Curlio, Jackson Oldham and Rob Scurry to review the meetings at Caulfield, the Group 1 Memsey Stakes meeting and the couple of Group 3 features up there in Rose Hill. We're going to be focusing more on probably the betting than anything. I think that's where the most interest lies for us anyway out of the weekend. Jackson will go straight in the Caulfield. What was the biggest move from your point of view on the card? Because there's quite a few of them. Yeah, it's all, well, which one do you want to pick? Um, it depends whether you like your, your moves all at once or do you like your gradual moves over a couple of days? Probably the most impressive one for me, I think, was gradual, but uh, that was I Wish I Win in race four. Um, just the – this reminded me a little bit of Liz Grishow's Cox Plate move in that yep. just all of the totes were just incredibly short late. $2.40, two of the totes, $2.50 best tote, $2.90 was the SP. It was $4.80 that morning. Uh, the top flock you got in the half hour prior to it was $3.70, but opening up around that $6, $7 mark. $8 tab. Uh, I mean, it was difficult for us trying to line up the data for the horse. Um, yep. I was pretty happy the form was going to stand up with the, uh, the tangerine winner and a couple of the group ones over there, you got a bit of a line through the Kiwi form. But as soon as the horse sent to the yard, I think that was clearly the most impressive type I saw on the day. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, well, it had a number over there. Um, its trial was obviously elite. Um, I thought 550, I was sort of on the fence um, in the days leading up about taking it. I thought, oh, how much are they really going to find this horse? I can probably wait until the yard. I want to see it in the yard. And I was just clearly very wrong because they just kept backing, kept backing, kept backing. And then it came to the yard and it looked like an absolute beast. And it's 280. Well, do I take 280? I don't think I can after I passed up on literally double the price 24 hours before. <laughs> I think it's also a massive uh, green light, the J car for P Moody. Yeah. combination i think coming into the weekend it was sitting around over the 35 percent win strike rate and it's only going up from there so uh that's a good little push there when jamie's jumping on one of p moody's at the moment uh, i'm not sure what it says about the rest of the field though uh curls your old mate flash r was fifth uh gentleman roy i thought was still had a lot of improvement to come physically in the yard but um i there was a long stretch of horses running behind i wish i win so not sure we can mm. do too much more with the, the rest of the beaten brigade there. Well, you've got a horse like High Stranger who's a good, you know, Bendigo open handicapper mm. um, at the provincial two meeting on a Saturday and, you know, he's running fourth and, as you said, flash our fifth, uh, a fat and underdone gentleman, Roy, running second. Okay. Um, well, that's one of the more impressive winners on the day. The feature, the Group 1 Memsey over the 1,400, Slow tempo race, mm. 3.4 length slow for the class on punning forms benchmark data. So 3.4 length slow, two to 600 set by the winner, Snap Dancer, which was firm late there in betting. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck was clearly the, the best from the rear and Cascadian also made some ground. But then you had the 80 to one shot from New Zealand Dragon Leap, which I thought did parade very well, but it's obviously there was no market support whatsoever in Western Empire around fifth. Now, Jackson, what are we doing with this race? Because slow tempo group one, um, it really doesn't feel like a group one. It still feels like more of a group one and a half. I think it's not yeah. quite in the top echelon at all. 
No, it doesn't. Um, it's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty poor number that they've run. Um, we probably haven't learned much about anything. I think it's fair to say uh, the horses resuming like this is just look, looked like a pipe opener. I'm thunderstruck, Cascadian, nonconformist. Two A's have all run really well. Uh, resuming, I'd be very worried about the horses that were sort of up and running or or more forward here, ready to peak. Um, with uh, yeah, with as you with as you mentioned, Dragon Leap running running into fourth. I'd be worried about Western Empire going forward. I thought it had every chance. It was pretty plain. Alligator blood, no luck. Yeah, we haven't. Elation was obviously very poor. We we, we just haven't learned a lot out of this race. Curls, Alligator Blood, obviously won the Strutty up there in Queensland. Decent enough figure. As Jackson said, no real luck. What did you think of Alligator Blood going into the race? Ollie just slaughtered it, simple as that. <laughs> um, Week as piss ride. Um, yeah, and that's why I ran seventh. Um, not penning in at all. Yep. Uh, penning the pink and white, definitely. Um, myth. I'm not uh, sure it's a myth. I think what it says, and I've got a bit of numbers here, but I'll, I'll let you keep going. But I think it comes down to how good the former trainers are. Yeah, well, that's what it could be. Like, I, like, you know, could be that. Could be that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just all with Jackson. Like, um, I was happy to see Tefane run last and go to stud purely because I was um, up chat um, at Tico about it because he was tipping it. <laughs> He was also tipping elephant for the Cox Plate too. Real fucking bookmaker, fucking uh, um, uh, behaviour there, eh? He's lost the plot, uh, hasn't he? Completely lost the plot. Mm. <laughs> um, Jackson was pot elation from Wednesday morning when the fields come out. I thought it was a bit. Of, I thought it was some hope, but uh, anyway, I think <laughs> Jacko nailed it. Snap dancer, fourteen hundred around Caulfield. Obviously, a little bit easier than fourteen hundred at Eagle Farm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we start Tonte's beat it in a group one last start. How did I just like come on? Yeah. Well, can we just say 1400 around Caulfield is barely, there shouldn't be any group ones really. Like the leaders won here on a sort of a not even a, a, a solid tempo. Um, just shit, shit racing. Hate the yeah. 1400 at Caulfield. Jacko, you would, you would agree with that. The 1400 shoot is a very difficult starting position if you're drawn wide, especially if you're an on-pace type. But well, having said that, how good was the ride from Damien Lane and Western Empire? You cannot get a better ride for drawn gate 12 or 14 or whatever it was. Because I'm I'm betting in run and I, I wasn't particularly watching it early. And I was just, and then I just looked looked up and he's just in the slot. Well, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, um, no fault of his. No, it's weird the Caulfield hundred four um the Caulfield 1400. I find either they go really slow or really quick. And it's one of the two. Yep. And, uh, especially in these Group One races, and they've they've clearly gone very slow here. Yeah. <sighs> and the, the the corner's so sharp, so the thing that's yeah. leading gets sort of gets around it. While the, all the other guys, they get pushed so wide, and you know it's when they should be building up maximum momentum. It's a really sharp corner. It's a dirty, stinking track. Don't well, like Caulfield. And speaking of dirty, stinking, and Cascadian running on again. Flashing light goes in the black book, Cascadian. Well, the, uh, the the good thing about Caulfield on the tight track is they're building an, an inner track that's going to be even tighter. So that'll be fun. I can't I reckon that. Airborne the MRC. 
In- oh, and how, how good does it look with the uh, construction when you're watching the race? <laughs> it looks pretty mm. rough. Anyway. I mean, full credit to the MRC, though. The track actually did play. I think that's the best I've seen yeah. Caulfield play on a major day in quite a while. It did um, play well. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like you have a look at, we're just, you know, whinging about a tight turning 1400 at Caulfield and have a look at the winner in race three, which drew 14, went back to last defence and like pushed about three horses out of the way, including ours, and absolutely pissed him. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. That was one of the more intriguing betting moves. So just before we leave the Memsey, my argument for Western Empire, he probably was a touch more forward first up last prep, but he was against, not, not I say last preparation, when he was back there at Ascot, um, in the northerly, he resumed uh, in the Asian boat. It was sorry, the other other Group Three race there over in WA. And look, he looked like a complete monster. He'd furnished. I wouldn't say his fitness levels were quite at top here. He did have a bit of improvement to come, but just comparing the stats of Danny O'Brien, last fifty three winners, eleven places so far this season. Twenty eight starts for one win. Uh, Grant and Alana Williams in their time when they were over in Victoria, and so we're talking about when they came across in 2020, they basically produced stats that were just completely elite. Um, nine wins from 34 starts, that's a 26.5% strike rate. If you have a look in Group 1 races, it actually becomes even better. They've basically won four of them. Um, I think they're just really, really good, and obviously they were talking about setting up a satellite stable in Victoria, and they obviously got hamstrung because of COVID and everything that happened there. Since then, they've obviously lost all of their recent white runners. Uh, it's a case of what could have been, but I think it probably shows just how good a couple of trainers they are as opposed to uh, anything else. So, Western yeah, this, Empire, is not, this is not the first time that we've had D. O'Brien in our sights on this show for his training performances either over the last 18 months. Yep. We've been cr- critical of, of that stable a number of times. Yep. We're obviously early I think we might school. have to drive it. Yeah. I think we should drive the knife right in here. <laughs> We've probably got to give them a few more few more weeks. I was okay. Going to say a few more okay. I'll bite my tongue. Away. I won't drive the knife in, even though I've alluded to that already. I will <laughs> say that the one win from 28 this um this month also did, yeah, was was up a little north as well. So he hasn't yet to have a winner in Victoria this season. It was Therese and White as well, with showmanship with uh, J-Mac on board. So, look, that's the one winner he's had so far from Uncle Bob. We'll wait and see. Yeah, good, good on him and beat rocketing by in Vanderpur. It's a good-looking horse, mate, showmanship. Yeah, yeah, it is. But um, whether or not it... Achieves the level I think it was earmarked for when I was with Grant and Alana. We'll wait and see. West is best. It's also a seven-year-old. West is yeah. best. Like it, like it can't improve, surely. Anyway. Okay. Well, you did Good mention. Well, is uh, <laughs> I've got to get the pronunciation right here. The winner of group of race three, Munamek. Now owned by one owner, C. A. Hutchison. Ooh. Being transferred from Hong Kong to Nick Ryan, the betting fluctuations ten dollars into six. There was probably a little bit more going on if he got on board early. What twenty three dollars by the looks of things, Jacko? Twenty three tab opening price. Yeah. My goodness gracious, man! As Curl said, the horse was best part of last second last in run. Blake Shin on board knocked our horse out of the way and completely and utterly pissed in. Jackson, what did you make of this runner when you were doing your assessment beforehand? Because looking at the data from Hong Kong, it's basically run pretty much to that level. 
Yeah, I threw my hands up in the air and said, I don't really know. Um, but the market knew. It yep. was $14 the fare about half an hour before the race. It started at $6.60. Um, I thought it was very forward from the yard. I thought it was a nice type. Um, and and the market's, market knew again. It's absolutely pissed in. I, I will say Al Rocco, Al Rocco um, was sort of cluttered up in behind while the winner was building yeah. momentum. I didn't have a lot of luck. I'm not sure if it should have won, but I think it should have gone a little bit closer to the winner. Was there a little red flag with the booking of Blake Shin for this horse? It Blake's ridden it six times in Hong Kong for two yep. wins, two places, and only really one of the other two starts was a failure beaten seven lengths. Um, yeah. In in hindsight, uh, 100%, definitely. It's far too good there, Hutchie. Um, that was one of the other betting moves on the card. There was still a couple more. Uh, Storm King in race one. Um, Jackson, you were watching the fair probably a little bit closer to what I was. I must say I was very surprised. I rocked up just as the race was starting there at Caulfield and I was pretty shocked that it was very short there in the market. 100%. So um, I d- in the yard, got the text out I got on my in-play up and I'm just sort of watching them, watching them behind the gates and it's $5.10 at uh, 12.23 and the race is at t- was 12.25 and 10 seconds later it was 3.75. Um, the totes were crunched. I think if, if it was a heavy track, that it would have started with a two in front of it. It was just an unbelievable go in a race that I didn't have much confidence in. Like I marked Storm King three ninety, I think, but I was I was sort of happy enough with the setup to let it go around without me. But gee, the market market again was very keen. Um, Spanish Tides that was as warm as I've uh, I've seen it its last four now, and that was as warm as I've seen it in the yard. But in Matt, it was a great it was another great ride by Blake Shin to get the money. Yep. Indeed, he's just um, just returning reasonably uh, strong contender there for uh, I, spring rides. I'm speaking of Blake Shin since his first um, meeting back at the Valley, where he just blew the cobwebs out. He's had ten rides for four winners, four placings, with an average winning SP of seven dollars twenty. So, in the next couple of weeks, you'd definitely be looking to find him. Must okay. have been all that gym work. <laughs> <laughs> Has it helped you much, girls? Fucking. Did you not see my results Friday? <laughs> um, anyway, good on him. Did, should he have won or anything or did it get its chance? I didn't even watch the first race. Uh, perfect ride. Perfect yeah. ride, Paddy Maloney. Yeah, I, it really was. I took everything else except the winner like completely out of play. Um, just wet quick, kept going. The back markers were out, but it just found just found one better, but it was a great ride, I thought. Well, that's it, American Angel. That settled on pace outside the leader. For the most yep. part, um, yep. was beaten and run third last. So, yeah, had everything off the bid. It was a perfect ride there on the leader. Uh, look, the other couple of feature races, the group threes, Jack and O beat after cabin or after cabin. Uh, Tijuana's ran third there in the McNeil. Fast tempo race, but overall pretty plain figure there. Yeah, uh, I'm really concerned about this bunch behind the top two. Uh, Jack and O's exempt. Um, just just own this lot. Half cabin cluttered up. Fourteen back to twelve was the concern. This was another one that the market smashed. The market smashed. Um, mm. I'd, I'd still be I'd still be looking at it out to a mile. Um, I don't think it really had a chance to 
produce what it has. But outside of the outside of the top two, um, like he's heaven might go to a start, but everything else can go in the bin from this race. Okay. And in the time-honoured McCaffey stakes, uh, the group three over 1,100 metres, shooting for gold curls. The Queenslander second start there in Victoria has knocked off generation. There was a protest. Oh, I think it was rightly Frivolous. dismissed. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, I've had something on this, Peter. Um, I did say in the uh, review show last time it ran that it was ridden too close and didn't get any cover. D-Lane goes on, gives it the cover it needs, and it finishes off. Um, what do you make about this, like, Star Patrol, passive-aggressive June sprint, Flemington straight track form? Like, I don't think it's ran poorly, has it, Star Patrol? It's just got beat. Um, yep. The move come down from Queensland, it went good. Probably got beat 100. <laughs> um Red Cam Man, I think we were on it as well for the service, weren't we, Jacko? It was sort of like... We were. In yeah, that sort of awkward sort of just, you know, three quarters of a length behind the leader. Shit spot, but, yeah, I don't know, not much to say. Shooting for goals, beating them. Um, it's a, you know, they're genuine group three horses then, aren't they? Um, generations returned here. I, I thought a little bit heavier than what I was expecting out of the yard. Got I'm a little saying. bit warm yep. and has run really well. I think it's in for a really good prep and might be a little bit um, under bet next start, I think. Yeah, I, I thought uh, exactly the same as you, Jacko. And look, you did mention that horse uh, that was up against Star Patrol Curls, passive aggressive. Again, oh. this was another really strong move late. It was hitting around 250, 260 on the fair and suddenly it's back into what's on in space of probably 60, <laughs> 70 seconds. It was it was two seventy, and we've taken two eighty five after deductions. And I'm like, oh, gee, the market. I just thought the market had crunched this. It had everything. SP's winning record, map, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A good trial, and then it went two seventy. Slowly, I say slowly. Two minutes into two two thirty six, and then just one big move into evens, and that's where it stayed. They thought even money was its price. Uh, I mentioned on the review of um, of the winner, uh, Chains of Lightning, after it won down the straight, that I thought this minus eight would be its level, minus eight, minus nine, and I, th- I thought it would have had to improve to beat passive-aggressive, but um, passive-aggressive has just regressed. I thought post-race before seeing the data, I might have got this wrong and it's improved, but it, but she hasn't. She's pretty much run identical again for the third time in a row and passive-aggressive. There's regressed, but um, I'd have the same bet in this race 100 times over. What are we thinking with passive-aggressive, similar to Star Patrol, be more effective in the straight racing? I think so. Um, look, it's just had one bad run. Um, pending the market, I wouldn't be dropping completely off, but it, it would just be where it's placed next start and the price you're getting. Yeah, just didn't really ever look comfortable in the run. It was quite a strange race to watch unfold and they, in the end they've gone an even tempo basically bang on for the class so yeah um you know did manage to find the front didn't seem to be any real genuine excuses uh i thought the run of kiss on all four cheeks was really good for nick ryan first yep. up um yeah, that cool. horse typically parades a bit more forward than that fresh into a campaign so i think they've got a good amount of condition on for one of the horses going or coming across from the West Coast. And I thought Flying Mascot as well was uh, was an okay performance for a horse that clearly had a lot of improvement to come. Yep, I, I agree with everything said there. Okay, that is Caulfield. Let's have a look at Rose Hill, Rob, because 
look, these couple of races, the Group Threes, the up and coming stakes in San Domenico, three year old events. Did you see anything, Rob, that stood out to you? Uh, space Walk looked a good bet again. Um, loom, loom to win. Uh, no, I think it's a really um, average bunch of three-year-olds. Both races. I missed Kabu. He, he's sort of justified his SP in the previous run, and he's just absolutely brained them. Um, but I thought he looked better first up. Um, he was just a little bit sweatier, um, but he hasn't beaten anything. I'll also say it, it, it's such a like gets so late in the day as well. By by this time with the sun, you can't really the sun's gone down. So it's, it's I don't get to see these horses in their best light. See what yep. I did that? Yep. Um, <laughs> but huh. look, I, I, I don't know. I just just take it as they come. We'll, we'll go around. So and, did, and go go did, girls. So you reckon there's improvement in Kaboo then because it did like it was. You thought it paraded better first up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do. It could parade better next start and be a fucking moral because it's fucking go forward and it's high yeah, cruising and it makes its own luck. Yeah, a lot. lot what of are they genera- doing with? Yeah, generation uh, about it. You know, it just seems it seems to be a, one of those one horses you want to find from the Waterhouse butt. Yeah, that's how they train. And, did, and didn't we find that last year as well with that in the Congo? Not much good, but just kept bouncing and going forward and nothing run past it for about three runs in a row, but it never really. Yeah, that was that was COVID time, so I didn't get on track those days. But I I, I remember that horse when uh, Darren got it wrong in its first second start, and uh, he called me the winner and got beat. But um, yeah, look, there was Animo was running around against in the Congo last year, got beaten the Golden Rose. Mizzou, um, yeah, Mizzou gilded. Um, but yeah, look, I'm we're just I think we I think we're on the right track. You know, we're waiting for for left field new three-year-old cert to come in and, and smash these uh, horses. Like I, I was holding a candle a little bit for, for Shalad and for Joe Pride. And I think it's, I finally just, just, just got to let it go. It'd it be lucky to win a Wednesday maiden. Okay. Well, that was the up and coming. What about the San Domenico? Because you've got the short favorite here odds on best of Bordeaux, which has run fifth beat in three and a half lengths. Um, typically it's been settling on speed. Just watching yeah. the replay, uh, look, the horse jumps okay, probably has jumped a bit cleaner, but there wasn't a great deal of intent um, to try they and wanted to ride it like that. Well, yeah. that was the thing. In the couple of the trials, it was it was ridden a little bit quieter um, and didn't necessarily – it wasn't hunted up to try and find the lead. So I'm guessing this is probably a more or a change of how they've been riding at last preparation, but – Although it was a fast tempo race, it was going faster and dictating last preparation. So I'm not sure if that experiment necessarily worked. Yeah, look, I, I made a comment. If, it, if it's not winning here, then I'll be concerned about it for, for the prep because it, it's just a greyhound. It's a real little professional, um, you know, but it, it's 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 no standout to look at. You know, it looks like a Saturday horse. Uh, it doesn't look like a group one winner to me. Um, great attitude, but, yeah, um, I'll be looking for things to beat it. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Okay, Rob, on the rest of the card, was there any other runner that you thought was a likely type? Obviously, the best figure on the card was Shades of Rose in the last, and it's clearly the best figure on the day, 1.6 lengths superior to anything else. Um, yeah, we, we we found uh, for the service Old Flame to knock off Mark Sheen with uh, Grace and Harmony. Um, that's an import from England, having his first run as a stallion by whoever's Invincible Spirit. 
um, I'm Invincible's dad. So it looks if they'll be looking to, you know, knock off some cheap group races and retire it pretty quick because it is a good type and, and it's a possibility um, that that can make a stallion. So I think it's worth following. It showed determination to get past, you know, Purple Sector. He's, he's always been a, a really good looker. Um, it hasn't won for a long time. So maybe you think that the form could be a bit a bit suspect in the race, but Old Flame should run well again next start. It's also a very slow tempo race. So far, it's only been exposed in those even to very slow tempo races. So with a bit more tempo up front, it might actually be able to improve as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Curls, there was a Sydney, or I would say New South Wales horse running up in Queensland. It's me. That was probably the galloper that I thought was most interesting on the card and sound a very slow tempo race and lots of fat splits on the way home. But what did you make of it? Well, the, it's me is a Kosciuszko winner, and as we know, tickets are available. So get down there and get your five dollar Kosciuszko tickets and share in <laughs> brilliant prize money, courtesy of Racing New South Wales. <laughs> um, yeah, it's me was um, was well set up here, wasn't it? Because um, this falls straight into the category of slow tempo suit back markers in these races. They've jumped out of the barriers, walked. This horse should have been. 10, 15 lengths off them. Instead, it was able to be within striking distance and then reeled off uh, a sub 33 second last 600, um, which you don't often see. Um, it got home at negative or minus 11.6 uh, off a tempo of like 10 lengths slow. So um, terribly slow run race, terribly terrible tactics, um, played right into its hands and was the superior um, or was the fastest horse over the concluding stages, and it was able to settle close enough to be able to do that. Um, it beat um, Red Ruby, who's just like a, a suck run, 1,000-metre Queensland sprinter that sort of settles, settles back and then unleashes a good sprint. Obviously, the race shape suit, suited it as well. Red Ruby had to go back towards the inside where um, It's Me was able to get down like the middle, which was sort of favoured as the day sort of unfolded. That's where uh, most of the winners were which um, tears my ass out a little bit because we backed uh, Matatapakawawi for the service or however you pronounce that, Matatapakawawi. What? Matatapakawawi. Matatapakawawi. <laughs> Fuck me, I know. So Mexican horse that, that Jack Bruce trains up here. Um, I think we took about six fifty or $7 in and I thought it was home. And it's... Speak, speaking of thought, Jack Bruce was home. Axe at the Gold Coast on Friday. That was a huge one. Coast. Yeah, yeah. It was. yeah. He's, he's um, flying. Look, look out for him, Jack Bruce in, in Queensland. That definitely mentioned him a month ago, I reckon, on this show, and I haven't backed him since. Um, <laughs> and then you've got Far Too Easy, who was the, who was the short price favourite in the race um, on his way to a Kosciuszko um, also, and uh, he failed to failed to sort of dash with them over the final little bit, but he's probably probably dashed as quick as he can dash. Just the race was run too slow, and they just. Yeah. Set up. So, yeah, not a, lot to, not a lot to report out of that meeting. Um, struggling a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Just sort of just can't seem to know. I'll just keep running second. Same. Fucking lot. A lot. Um, Sunday, Friday at the Gold Coast was a great example. Biggest train wreck slaughter you've ever seen in your life. Um, and then a jockey I gave a life ban to at Toowoomba. I um, let, him, let her out on parole Sunday and backed it and uh, completely fucking murdered this other thing. So it's enough to make you want to stop betting. Um, but as if that's going to happen. 
Yeah. What else are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. So, no, good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> that's Seagull Farm. Wonderful. Okay. The week ahead, uh, Rob, you are back at Randwick. I'm just trying to bring up what's the feature race is coming up this weekend. Uh, I think it'd be the Chipping Norton, maybe. Um, had good success in that race with the horse called Complacent a few years ago for Sammy Clifford and leading all no, the way it's, it's the Chelmsford, the tramway, Chelmsford. And the Furious. Yeah, it, it was the Chelmsford. I was right. I was I, yeah. I was giving myself a wrap for the right race. I just got the name wrong. Yeah. Um, what a meeting. Uh, weather looks all right. Um, got footy coming finals. What a time to be alive, eh? Yeah, the uh, the week off really didn't help me uh, this week. I must say, with the footy, um, the buy serves no purpose. Just let the players play. That's a yeah. full stop. I'm not sure anyone's agreeing it's, or disagreeing um, with that. It's exactly what Taylor said. The player's going to play, 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 and the hater's going to hate, 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 hate. Kels, can I get your opinion on Tay Tay's uh, relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal with regards to the red scarf? I had dinner with a few friends a few weeks ago and what I know about Taylor Swift can fill a thimble. Um, and I was of the opinion, knowing nothing about it, that why didn't she just buy a new scarf? If her relationship with Jake was so traumatised, why yeah. would she want it back in the first place anyway? Was she going to ceremoniously burn it in front of her, you know, social media? Or She's something a like fucking that? psycho hose beast, I think. She might be, like, extremely dangerous. <laughs> like, great, like an... Probably like the statue of David, it's nice to admire from afar. When you get too close, it could be dangerous. I ain't going there. I have to draw the line somewhere, Peter. <laughs> not not relationship material at all. Very good. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, Jackson, you've got Moody <laughs> yeah, going this Saturday. Uh, you've got the group two McEwen Stakes and the fan with the Chautauqua Stakes. I bet that. And, and the time-honored listed Chautauqua. Um, there looks to be some ra- plenty of rain around, uh, rain around today and tomorrow, so that will dictate how much we bet at Sandown, Sale and Mornington, but uh, the Valley should be all good. Flying up Thursday for the footy, uh, Brisbane, Richmond at the Gabba. So if if there's another torture ascending, there might not be any mounting out mail from the Valley. That would be disappointing. No, if anyone's wondering, Jackson hasn't invited me or asked if I wanted to catch up or go to the footy with him while he's in my state. <laughs> um, I don't want this to be undersold either. We have a listed race in Queensland this weekend, I think. It's listed. Oh, nice. I, I have no idea how this is possibly programmed amongst this time of year, but there's a $150,000 race, um, the Tattersall's Members' Cup. Uh, at Doombin this Saturday. Uh, it's bloody exciting. I can I can hear it in your voice. Um, I, I, I hate fuck, I'm going so shit Saturdays at the moment. Ipswich Wednesday for me. Oh, the Birdsville Cups this week. <laughs> um, Are you flying out? Is it a tab meeting? Or... Yeah, it's a tab meeting. Okay. Now, I wasn't sure if that was a stupid question or not. I had to work out, am I going to spend $300 on a flight to Birdsville or spend $3 on a litre of bleach and drink that? So I went with the bleach. Astute. <laughs> um, there's, so there's one meeting during the week here. It's Ipswich uh, and then just the usual Saturday um, stuff, but we won't be betting at Birdsville. And uh, meanwhile, this Saturday at Belmont, there's another one of these fake non-stakes races, the Jolly Beggar Stakes. 
it's not black type. So I don't know why they call it a stakes race. That's actually just stupid. Anyway, Belmont's going all right. I actually think, I must say, full credit, I know the track's been wet for the best part of a month and then it was dry this week. And yes, on paper, it did look like it was a little bit uh, on pace and inside, but that was actually what I expected and anticipated. Um, so overall, I think the track is just coming back to what I'd consider normal. So full credit to the new track manager in Brock Neeling. Um, I think Perth Racing grabbed him from was my, maybe Pakenham, um, but he's doing a – it seems like the track settled down, which is good. It means it's more predictable for me and it coincides with me winning, so I'm paying him a little bit of credit as a result. Perfect. Well done, Pistol. Well done, track managers. Touch well done, round. Yeah. Pistol winning and track managers doing something right. It's got nothing to do with the fact that I'm actually back from Europe and paying more attention and watching replays again. Anyway, with that in mind, results are good. Uh, We're all coming up to the end of August. September's almost here. Good races are back. Good horses are back. And as a result, if you want to sign up for three months' worth of Victorian or New South Wales, Mounting Yard Mail or both, uh, there's 25% off go to the shop same with the saturday four pack as well so you get 25 percent off three months so that will take you right through to the end of spring so get involved if you can if not we can't help you